This is the best of daily devotions by Pastor Tim Dodson from Believer's Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. Go to jfbelievers.com for more information. The Gospel of John, chapter 10. Verse 9 is as clear as could possibly be presented. In fact, it is the foundational Christian doctrinal truth. Christianity and the way to God is not a creed, it's not a church, it's not a lifestyle. It is the person of Jesus Christ. For He is the way. He is the truth and the life. If we enter through Him and Him alone, we will be saved. Now, Oddly enough, some want to believe that we are all ultimately going to be saved. But that's not what Jesus says. Not here and not in many other places in Scripture where he comments on this subject. In fact, that is a very dangerous and ultimately eternally costly error. So we must ask ourselves again today, have we personally entered in through him? Through that narrow path, that narrow door. This passage clearly says that we are all naturally in one place and that we must move to another place. In other words, we are naturally lost and separated from God. We're sinners. And then I must then therefore move into the presence, the care and the ownership of Jesus, the shepherd. And why why am I emphasizing that? Because it's important for us to understand that while all of our salvation is in the hands of Jesus Christ, there must be a responsive action, a turning point, a moment of transformation and renewal on our part. There must be an event, a moving from here to there. Because gang, we're not saved through osmosis. We're not saved through some intellectual decision that we adhere to, some kind of different lifestyle that we uh, take on. We have to get up and pass through the door of Jesus Christ. There is no other way, no other door, no other Savior. Acts 4.12 says, There is salvation in no one else. For there is no other name under heaven that is given among men by which we must be saved. There is salvation in no one and nothing else. So to believe that you do not need to be saved is to deny the fact that you are in your natural state quite simply, quite clearly lost. Such as a clear truth of scripture and of practical life. Furthermore, if you do not need to be saved, then I got to ask, I guess Jesus died for nothing then, huh? Verse 10 going on says the thief only comes to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and may have it abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. He who is a hired hand and not a shepherd who doesn't own the sheep, he sees the wolf coming, leaves the sheep and flees. And the wolf snatches the sheep and scatters them. A great deal of incredible truth in these few verses. First of all, I got to mention here, the false shepherd, a false shepherd, 
would attempt at times to come directly in through the door, but it is rare. In fact, the gatekeeper would know he was not authentic and he would not allow him access to the sheep. Therefore, these false shepherds, they are generally going to try all sorts of creative and, yes, frankly, underhanded methods to get to those sheep, to gain access to the sheep. I mean, they will lie, they'll cheat, they'll ultimately steal in order to gain access to what is, frankly, not theirs. Now, these false shepherds, they'll appear in all stripes, really. They'll present themselves in various forms. But again, rarely, if ever, will they actually appear openly as a false shepherd. I mean, they don't wear a sign that says fake, nor do they have, you know, little horns sticking out the top of their heads. The reality is they will often wear suits and ties, sometimes even robes. And sometimes they might have letters after their names like DD. Many, in fact, do not have at all some nefarious plan to undermine the gospel or plan to hurt people, but their lust for warm bodies in the church pews, their hunger for earthly success, which again is measured in numbers, causes them to uh, soften the message, firstly, um, to lighten the gospel impact. They, they might even eventually lie and slander to see their plan go through. And they generally justify their deceit by believing that they alone are in the best interest of the sheep. It's hubris uh, in the highest degree. But the true shepherd, the true under-shepherd also, will give, not take. Jesus, the great and true shepherd, has, quote, come that they may have life and may have it abundantly, end quote. That they may have life abundant. Isn't that music to your ears, Christian? Now we sheep, I, I have no doubt that we are often a pain in the behind. And certainly we may be apt to stray some and indeed sheep aren't the smartest animal for sure. But one thing we do know is we know the voice of our shepherd. Now many of these folks were and are merely hirelings. They are in it for the money, they are in it for the prestige, the power, or who knows, some other earthly gratification, I guess. And if they fail to receive that gratification, eventually they're gone. Eventually they move on. And certainly they will not deal with the wolves, the dangers that the sheep face, because they are only in it for themselves. That was our daily devotions by Pastor Tim Dodson. To learn more about Tim Dodson or Believer's Church, visit jfbelievers.com.